and welcome back. This is Garma and you are listening to the Garma Star show. In this podcast, I talk to various sports personalities, coaches and experts who are trailblazers in their fields to answer questions about the psychology of sports and provide a regular dose of motivation. In today's episodes, I have with me Aditya Patel, the Indian racing driver who represents the Audi India Motorsports. From winning his first national title in 2001 at the JK Tyre Junior Karting Championship in Goa, to creating the X1 Racing League, which is the world's first professional franchise-based motorsport league in 2019, Aditya has gathered quite some accolades in car racing nationally and internationally. His international career started with him securing the third place on his debut in the Formula BMW Pacific Championship in 2008. He has also competed in the Volkswagen Scirocco R Cup, Polo Cup, and the 24 Hours of Nurburgring. He also finished as vice champion in the Blockpan GT Series Asia in 2017. So welcome, Aditya, to the show. Thank you. Uh, good to be on the show. I'm looking forward to the questions. It sounds like an interesting concept, so I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. So to start with, please tell me about your journey. You know what inspired you to get into motorsports? Um, well, as a kid, I used to go to the racetrack to watch my dad race. He used to prepare cars and race them as well. Um, so I guess it just started quite young, where I was exposed to this motorsport environment and. Then at some stage you want to try it yourself, and when when the age came or when go kart tracks opened around the country, of course then I started to drive go karts more often. Well, I did have one when I was younger, when I was about four years old. But slowly the bug bites you as and when you drive, and then you're just into it. Oh, wonderful! So, what do you think is your you know most important strength? Uh, you know that helps you become a better racing driver. or and a better person in life you know like where do you draw your strength from when you're on the track um well i guess uh, for me personally it's more patience which has grown over time when i started i wasn't very patient um but then i just kind of I, you get quite analytical you start to analyze your weaknesses your strengths and then i did realize that patience was one of my weaknesses and then it's just helped me evolve not just as a driver but in life as well just to be more patient and i feel like that could be one of my main strengths uh, behind the wheel wonderful so patience like uh, is a very important virtue in life uh, i'm sure so how do you draw this strength i mean when you're on the track what do you do to you know get into the zone i mean and to get your strength back uh well obviously you need to be calm uh, yeah. before race starts there are always the nerves that that you know are tickling your system and uh, it, it's not really a very comforting feeling but you need to breathe and be calm and and be able to think rationally uh, because when you're in a race situation particularly it's important that um, you know you don't make mistakes there are a lot of cars around you and you're fighting to 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 be the best you're fighting to win and uh, it's important at that point of time when there's so much going on and you're driving a car at a lot of speed and you're thinking about what's happening around you in front of you behind you every time you take a corner you also have to remember just to be patient and slow things down because everything's happening really fast so yeah. um so that's all this kind of really works together to help 
driving around you you drive cars as well and yeah. and when you're going fast it's it's just the way you perceive it that matters you can either feel like you're going really fast or you can slow things down in your mind and and everything around you slows down as well and i guess that's something that i learned over time wonderful absolutely i mean you take a deep breath and just like uh, yeah. become mindful of what you're doing and uh, that's how okay. i that to slow things down when you're racing at such high speeds i think it's quite imperative totally so you know every athlete goes through some high and low points during the career so, were there any setbacks or challenges in your journey uh, like 2025 years i think it's it's been now and and when you look back so what do you think what helped you overcome those challenges um i think fortunately for me in my career the earliest challenge or the the, chal- the challenge that hit me the hardest was at an early stage um and this was back in 2007 um i was racing or 2006 sorry i was racing the formula roll on with nk racing in the jk tire national championship and it was the first year that the formula roll on was introduced and we had some really good drivers on the grid as well i was quite new to racing at the time to to single seaters and i just i struggled a lot you know i i didn't expect to be struggling so much um and obviously being a first year the team was also trying to get to grips with the car and everything and at the end of the year you just kind of tend to doubt yourself whether you can actually drive because you just nothing went your way the previous year i didn't perform at well as at all i didn't get any results but the next year when when everything kind of came together i kind of recharged the team refreshed they got a very good car and package together and suddenly i was able to do so much better you know win races again and again uh, go qualify on pole set fastest laps and then i realized you know it's it's not just like i kicked myself so much for the previous year but sometimes you just need to have uh, faith in the entire package right when everything comes together um it just kind of works and then you just have to believe in that when you move forward um rather than being so hard on yourself all the time yes that is important in a way but it's it's all about all these things coming together and i think that challenge kind of helped me for down the line when things were not working well i always reminded myself of what happened then and how things turned around so quickly within the span of like 3 months so and and then it just tends you tend to move on and move forward from there wonderful very nicely uh, put i think we all uh, face some kind of a challenge or setback uh, and then how we come uh, you know we win our uh, you know fears or challenges and uh, and go uh, above that so that's what makes us the champions so i think that's that's so wonderful okay so you know when one reaches a certain high level in their career you know there there's come some kind of pressure to perform better so So did you feel like all eyes were on you when you were you know when you started winning in championships and you you were doing well in the circuit Um well yes obviously i mean people start to notice you and you know people start to question how far you're going to go in the sport I, and as a youngster obviously in when you're in single seaters your dream is formula 1 and people start to question whether you can do it or whatever but after a certain stage even i realize you know my my dream is motorsport it's not necessarily formula 1 um because there's a lot that goes into actually going to formula 1 so fortunately at a certain stage i made a switch uh, to touring cars when i got an opportunity from volkswagen um and i enjoyed it i completely enjoyed the switch from single seaters to touring cars and then i realized there's so much more to the sport it's more about really enjoying 
your driving, you know. So um, all those years driving touring cars, GT cars, is just something I thoroughly enjoyed. And then it, I just enjoy the sport day in and day out. And I think that that for me really is the most important thing about the sport is that I love it and I, I love driving. So do you feel any kind of pressure when or you feel any kind of, a, uh, you know, kind of that you if you, you you won some championships, I'm sure. And then, you know, when you're leading and um, so, you know, the how, how do you overcome? You know, some people can perform really well under pressure. So, I mean, uh, are you able to control your nerves and, you know, uh, also perform better? Or, you you know, sometimes you cr- somebody cripples, I mean, somebody, but pressure, somebody's not able to deal with. So what about you? I mean, how do you deal with I your mean, pressure? There are times where over the years it's been, I haven't dealt with it quite well. There are times when I've dealt with it well. Um, so it does, it changes year on year and it just depends on how comfortable you are. In motorsport, there are so many variables and it just depends on how well you can tie in these variables. Uh, it changes the level of pressure. So in certain championships where I haven't had enough practice or enough time in the car, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. And then the pressure is a lot higher. So even if you're doing well, which which was quite similar in the Blancpain GT series in 2017, where we finished second, there were times when the pressure got to me, mistakes were made. Um, but there are times that, that I've driven in other cars where I was feeling more comfortable because I had a lot more time in the car. Practice is very important, obviously, in motorsport. Um, that, you, you know, no matter where you're starting, whether you're starting in front, whether you're starting in the middle or at the back, you can make the most of it. And and overcome the pressure you know so it, it it varies you know that like in the early years i probably felt less pressure for that reason that i had good time in the car uh in the later years at some point i felt more pressure because i just wasn't comfortable with the situation and then again the years after that i felt less pressure again so it's all quite it's, it's really hard to to explain but i guess it's all these things that tie together that just kind of dictate sure, how much sure. pressure you feel Totally, I totally get you. Um, uh, I think uh, it's all about also also one of the important factors is practicing enough. If you get enough seat time, you definitely you know get you end up getting more confidence uh, about the sport. And yeah, it varies. And and uh, as time passes by, then one also becomes more comfortable with the journey and you know with the sport, and you learn more. You you know upskill yourself, and definitely, absolutely. So you're so fit, you know. So. Uh, What's your routine like uh, before a championship or, or um, I mean, on a regular basis up, or something? So, Yeah, well, growing up racing, you just kind of get into this routine of fitness. So whether you're racing or you're not racing, it just becomes a part of your routine, you know, and, and I like to mix it up. Sometimes I play a sport, I, I do a fair bit of cycling, I play some squash, um, uh, I go to the gym at least four times or five times a week you know, a little bit of cardio, a little bit of strength. So you do all that to just kind of keep yourself in shape. And only because I think it's just something that's been a part of me for so many years that it's just hard to let go of. You know, that's, it's very important. Fitness is so very important for any sport. So like, do you train yourself uh, in in this? Also, you have a, you know, trainer uh, at the gym or... I mean, you do it all, but you, you must have understood what, what, uh, you know, the, your routine, the, the exercises that you have to do. And so, 
Yeah, but when I was most actively racing in to, between 2015 to 2020, yes, I was uh, going to a sports speciality gym uh, run by a gentleman called Ramji Srinivasan. So he's trained a lot of sports persons, race drivers, cricketers, tennis players, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that was when it was very active, and I think I was at my peak of fitness level. Um, but now, obviously, since the pandemic, when things slowed down. I still kind of follow those routines myself, um, be it in the gym or if I'm traveling or outdoors or even in the living room here. I just put some exercises together and kind of follow the routine every day. Whether I can do it for 20 minutes or whether I end up doing it for an hour, it's something every day, you know. Maybe not on a Sunday, but every other day. Okay, okay. So, uh, were there also any, you know, mental training exercises that you were made to do when you were, you know, taking your, uh, uh, you were taking the fitness training at that time? Because I think, you know, the, there are so many uh, mental fitness uh, exercises also that matter so much, you know, like, you know, quick reflexes and uh, things like that. And so, can you, uh, can you please share something with the audience here? I think mental conditioning was more, yes, I did a lot of mental conditioning when I was also coaching uh, at the gym. Uh, and I think it was, it's more, one side of it is your reflexes. The other side is really uh, how you train your mind to behave in high pressure situations, you know. So again, it comes down to how you train your mind to be patient, be calm, uh, just slow down, breathe. And all these things that I mentioned earlier were actually tied into the mental conditioning part of it. Right. And if you're able to do that uh, and manage those situations using your mind then it makes racing so much easier you know you, you get less physically tired uh, you enjoy it a lot more and uh, you know you know when to switch on you know when to switch off that's also very important when you leave the track you switch off it's not about racing anymore when you get to the circuit or preparing for a race weekend you start to switch back on so you you have this kind of split personality so to say when you're on the track you're a race driver when you're off the track it's it's just another day as a human being okay fantastic so uh, do you remember any particular you know exercise uh, mental exercise like you know to calm your mind or you know were you doing meditation or any uh, you know drill that you were doing that you would like to share with us yeah sure this is quite interesting actually we had a little device that would uh, that would give us uh, the frequency of our stress or something uh, th those lines. I don't know the exact words. Right. And we placed our finger on it. It was like a mouse. Um, and you have headphones in your ear, which if it's at a high frequency, you're quite stressed. And if you can bring that frequency down to almost silence, then you're calm. Um, and even your heart rate would come down. So earlier when I started doing this, when, when I was told that I need to think of things that would calm me down, and bring the frequency down. I used to think of holidays in the mountains or wherever, but nothing really clicked. And there was one time I, I put myself in a race car and I did a few laps around the track. And it was interesting that sound just came down, down, down. And by the second or third lap, there was almost no noise. So I just found it really fascinating that actually driving a race car brought this frequency down as against like going to a mountain or you know doing something that i thought for me was what brought me peace so for me that was really fascinating yeah you, you actually that's a passion you know racing is your passion that is what defines you and this is 
what you love doing so much so i can completely understand uh, that you know visualizing yourself on the racing track uh, really brought your st uh, stress levels down so also um, do you also do, uh, do some visualization exercises because m many racing drivers they do that you know they uh, so were you doing that also was it helping you in any way yeah i, mean, I do i do a lot of visualizing um whether it's before you sleep at night you close your eyes and you dream of yourself or just think about yourself visualize going around the track or before the race sometimes a very interesting thing that one of my coaches taught me was close your eyes drive around the track at the actual speed that you'll be driving and have a stopwatch in your hand uh, so start the lap and stop the lap when you reach the end and see how close you are to the actual lap time so that was a, a cool game to play because you visualize exactly at the speed that you think you're going all the racing lines breaking points and everything and the closer you were to the lap time the better you were at doing this and it it actually translated to good results on the track as well superb superb thank you so much for sharing this so um and and do you think this pre game anxiety is real i mean i mean do you feel this anxiety this pressure you know before the races yeah i think i think it's normal to feel uh, pre game anxiety before races or before any competition because you're usually doing it at a high level you're there to compete you're not just there to play games um and so any anybody would would have pre game anxiety and it's it's more about how you can control it as you get into the race car into your competition situation and it's all down to really breathing and and you know focusing on the moment not i think the biggest issue that a lot of people have especially when they start out is worrying too much about what's going to happen um but that's out of your control yeah. exactly you know that's out of your control you that's something that will happen in the moment as well when you're on the track so you just try to keep reminding yourself to stay in the moment and that helps you stay calm because you're not overthinking situations totally totally i think uh, so many times when we think of the outcome you know what will happen and we want to win the race and you know obviously every everybody wants to win the race and come first and that kind of pressure that kind of you know that thing i think reduces a focus also because then we are thinking you know of the outcome so i think yeah uh, to you know kind of if one is able to um, you know calm ourselves down um, so that really helps um, so so as um, i mean how do you drive your regular dose of motivation this is a tough one but i think it it's all down to really everything i do in my everyday life is it revolves around motorsport right now um be it driving be it organizing events be it coaching and i just love doing all of this you know so it's not it's not something i wake up in the morning thinking oh no another day of work it's i wake up looking forward to it because it's it's got something to do with what i love doing so with, like i said be it on track or off track it's it just motivates me to to do what needs to be done to move forward fantastic so i mean do you, so this is this is uh, you you mean to say you have uh, just because you love the sport so much so you are very self motivated Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you asked me to become an accountant, I think I'd absolutely hate it and I wouldn't be motivated at all to do it. Yeah. But do you also listen, you know, listen to some, you know, video, watch some videos, listen to some podcasts or do you, you know, read uh, some books also to uh, also understand, you know, the lives of other athletes and study them or I mean, um, 
Not really. Not that I really read. I do like watching documentaries of athletes. Um, so, and and you you understand, especially all these documentaries that you see are about the greatest. Uh, whether it's about Michael Schumacher, Tiger Woods, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, or uh, sorry, Michael Jordan, even um, Muhammad Ali. I think I watched like all these documentaries, and it just motivates you. At and Senna, it motivates you really to kind of think the way they think, or at least try to think the way they think. And they are the top of their game, you know. So, and they come from various walks, and they are in various sports, and all of them have very different thought processes, but very similar as well, which just makes them the greatest. So, I think yeah, these are things that you like to to watch to understand really what goes through the mind of an athlete any favorite uh, you know documentary or you know memory that you have that you you've seen in the documentary that uh, you would like to share if if in case you remember anything that really has uh, you know kind of uh, uh, moved you a lot um off the top of my head i wouldn't say there's anything i remember because it's uh, i'd have to i'd have to think about it but uh, it's just that there's a lot of similarities in all these documentaries which just comes to the comes down to the thought process of these athletes and how they they live in the moment and i think that is something that kind of sticks with me and uh, and i just kind of use it in my day to day life as well sure 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 so um tell me have you you know racing is such a fast sport it is one of uh, it's you know motorsport is also supposed to be dangerous i mean and many times um, you know we end up crashing and i've also had so many crashes i remember my car had over overturned and um, you know so once uh, you know uh, you know once the car the, the tire the front left tire of the the car uh, came off while i was just you know uh, on the last uh, stage of the uh, of the uh, rally so so i'm sure uh, there must be some kind of experience that you've had so i mean how have you dealt that and any mental steps that you have uh, taken to overcome that um i mean i guess crashes are always a part of motorsport uh, and when you're driving on the track there are other cars around you you make contact you have some big crashes you have some small crashes but fortunately the cars are very safe um so i've always felt safe in every car that i've raced um and you know be it a big crash or a small crash if you get out without even a bruise then you know you have a smile on your face you're just kind of thankful okay. for for not being injured so Yeah the moment you walk out of there without having any injuries I guess it's fine I've never fortunately I've never been injured in a, in a crash so I don't know what it's like from that perspective but I've had big crashes and I walked out just knowing that nothing's happened and you just move on immediately That's wonderful what about during the gym or training did you have any injury at that time no um i've had back injuries and i continue to have them till today and it may be something that's over the years uh, kind of come through motorsport but sometimes it's bad you wake up in the morning uh, and i can't get out of bed there are times when i've been in bed for two or three days um but and then it goes away so now i know that when i do get these back problems i just kind of know how to deal with it so i just i'm okay with being in bed for a day or two days and and there are a few exercises that i need to do to to just kind of overcome the pain but it's just something i've i i do my best not to aggravate and to make sure it doesn't come come back again and again 
but it does every now and then and um, i've just kind of trained myself to to try and work around it and and just keep moving forward okay fantastic so um okay the, please tell us your journey uh, in your international racing you know uh, you've been driving for audi motor um, india and uh, can you please tell us how you got selected and what exactly uh, you've uh, what races and tracks you have driven on uh, it all goes back to when i got selected by volkswagen uh, motorsport uh, to race in the polo cup in germany in 2008 and then i did another two years with uh, volkswagen after that in 2009 and 10 in the shiroko cup and then in 2011 i was approached by audi india uh, at the time they were looking for someone to represent them in motorsport uh, so yeah it started there i did the nurburgring 24 hours with them that was my first big actual race with them and we did well we won in our class so that that was a huge boost and it just moved from there it's been it's been great i raced gt3 cars and as a kid I used to have posters of all these fancy race cars on the wall which were GT cars and uh, to actually be racing in them against you know I'm sitting in an Audi and I'm racing against a Mercedes a Lamborghini a Ferrari a BMW all the brands you can think of all around you in close quarters and all their supercars you know so um and you're racing in close quarters so every time you sit back and think about it you think wow you know from looking at this little poster on the wall to actually being in one of these things and and racing hard against all these big brands it, it's quite special so yeah it's been a great journey and um not just uh, on track but off track as well events etc etc the team is great the audi india team um, we always have good fun at events and i think you know what it's like to be, to do customer driving events this there's a lot that we do as drivers to curate the event to make it fun as customers and and every, and every time we do it we we try to make things more interesting so i think that's it's fun you know it's not just about racing it's it's all about all these other things that that make being part of the sport so much fun totally totally i totally understand so uh, you've also launched the the uh, the premier the x1 premier league for motorsports and that's the first uh, in india so can you please uh, tell us about that and how how did it happen so this is an interesting story because so arman ibrahim and myself um we were traveling a lot together between the year 2015 and 17 for races yeah. and uh, we were always discussing you know what we could do different in indian motorsport to actually make it more popular to bring in more youngsters to bring in more sponsors things like that to make it almost as to make it a, a very international uh, feel in india to, to change basically the way people perceive the sport in india you know um so we kind of started to work on it with another friend of ours and it all came together and and we made a start in 2019 and uh, now the x1 racing league is being rebranded as the indian racing league this year and uh, at the end of the year it's it's going to continue uh, through from the same format where we've got city based franchise leagues uh, franchise teams um we run this year over five race weekends as against two race weekends that we did in the first year we've got all new cars um again drivers from all over the world it's a gender neutral platform so you know it doesn't matter uh, who you are or where you come from it's all the same for everybody so that's what makes it a little special um and um, yeah it it just we hope that it changes the way people look at the sport in the country and brings in so much more into the sport that that really gave us the lives that we have 
Superb. That's that's a great opportunity for you know uh, for the motorsports to de- develop in in our country. I think that's a great boost, and I think it's a wonderful initiative uh, from you guys. So tell me, uh, Aditya, if you could meet your younger self, uh, you know, who's striving to be where you are today, what is that one piece of advice that you would give to him? Um, it's hard to say. Like uh, people ask me this question a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I think um, the most interesting thing that I've learned from this question is that you learn from your mistakes. You learn along the way, and. Um, there's really nothing I would say. I would I would let myself make those mistakes to be able to really learn um, along the way. So, is I've never really found the right answer to this question. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fine. I think uh, we all learn from our journey and uh, and and we evolve as better you know expert drivers or better human beings. So, uh, yeah, okay. So who's your inspiration and, you know, your role model or something? And, you know, what, what is, what are the values that you uh, would like to buy from them? Um, I mean, I've had a lot of role models growing up, obviously growing up in a family, which where racing was a big part of it, uh, from my father racing uh, to having his friends around, uh, one of them being uh, a gentleman named JD Madan, who's not, not too much older. Than me, so you're just kind of going to the racetrack with them every weekend, watching them race, watching them prepare, uh, was quite inspiring. Um, and then on on a larger scale, someone like Ayrton Senna, his determination um, for the sport, for his driving and for the sport, was just something that I looked up to. So, and in a more current scenario, I would think of Fernando Alonso probably. Again, he's been in the sport for so long and his determination and watching him drive even as of yesterday in the practice session in Canada is just phenomenal the way he he extracts every little bit out of whatever car is thrown at him. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, um, okay, what are the three, three things that you would like to, you know, say to the aspiring athletes? Um, I would say it in one word. I just say never give up those would be the three words that I would say to them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just don't give up, you know, do what you love doing. Superb, superb. So, okay. Um, from here, let's go to the rapid fire questions. Um, yeah. Are you ready? Can we have a rapid fire round now? Ready, yeah? ready. All set. Yep. Cool. Your favorite racer? Senna. If you could live in any city in the world, where would it be? London, where I'm living right now. One superpower you wish you had? I wish I could fly. Favorite festival? Um, Diwali. What is your go-to workout? My go-to workout, rowing. Your favorite comfort food? Uh, rasam and rice. Summer or winter? It depends on where I am. Right now I'm in London, I'm enjoying the summer. When I'm in India, I love the winters. One hidden talent? Cooking. Books or movies? Movies. One language you want to learn? Oh, Spanish? The best thing about racing? 
uh, it makes you think a lot. Best race memory? Um, Austria in 2010 in the Volkswagen Scirocco Cup where I had to start 14th um, in a eight-lap race and I finished fourth. When did you realize that you had a passion for driving? Uh, whew, I must have been very young watching my dad race. I think just the itch to want to do it myself. Um, I think that's probably when I realized. Proudest accomplishment so far? Mm, probably the Blancpain GT Series in 2017 and I guess my entire career along with that. Have you ever received a speeding ticket? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks. I so wasn't much. going very fast, just so you know. <laughs> okay. So, and with this, we come to the end of this discussion. Thank you, Aditya, for joining me in this fantastic episode. And thank you all for listening to today's episode with your host, Garima Aftar. If you liked this episode, then subscribe to my podcast for more new episodes and a deeper dive into the world of motivation and sports psychology. See you in the next one. Have a great day. Bye.